You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode number 59, Feeling Alone. Hey guys, how are you? Happy New Year. It is 2024. I hope you had a fantastic holiday season. I am so looking forward to 2024 and all it holds for all of us. I cannot wait. I feel like this year is going to be a year of healing, of being able to progress, a year of learning and growth. I just cannot wait for you all. There are so many of you that are just stuck in this grief plateau where you just feel like you're not sure if you're going to make it past this difficult time in your life, but I'm telling you, you will, and you are. And I just feel it for you for this year, for 2024. There are so many amazing things to look forward to. And I just cannot wait for your yourselves to experience it. So I cannot wait. Happy 2024. Let's go. Okay, friends. So I want to talk about loneliness. I want to talk about feeling alone. I want to talk about the emotions of feeling alone and loneliness. I think it is very important to discuss because loneliness is just something that impacts people. It impacts us on a worldwide scale. In fact, when I was doing some reading, which I like to do on a regular basis, I came across this article where it was discussing this Gallup poll that where they had done a study where they found that approximately one in four people worldwide feel fairly lonely or very lonely. And I'll post a link to this and it discusses this, how it's a lot more widespread than even we realize and all of that. But I think it really speaks to the fact that loneliness is an emotion that a lot of people are feeling as we're speaking right now that it is something that is out there and it is an emotion and a feeling that a lot of people and most people don't want to feel right. Yet so many of us are experiencing it and dealing with it. And it's really interesting because when you're going through grief, you are going to experience loneliness in one way or one or another, right. In some sort of aspect, you're going to feel some sort of loneliness and I feel like we don't really speak to it much. We don't talk about it much, yet it's impacting so many people. And so I want to talk about it today because that's what I do here on this podcast is talk about these topics that most people steer clear from. And clearly loneliness is impacting us as human beings in a big way. So I think it's important. So before we get into this discussion of talking about loneliness and how it impacts us and how it impacts us as grievers and talk about some of the myths related to feeling alone. I want to first bring up this show that I've been watching 
And I don't know if any of you have seen it. Maybe you haven't, but it is a show called Alone. Okay. And you're probably wondering if you haven't heard of it or seen it, what this show is about, but what it is, it is a survivalist show. It's a reality survival competition show, if you will. So the premise behind the show is where there's a bunch of contestants that are dropped down into the wilderness and they are going to be in this very isolated remote area where there's no people around and most people would never even get to one of these remote areas because of how isolated it is. So generally they helicopter them in, they drop them off with very few supplies, a bunch of cameras and themselves. And the idea is that these survivalists have to try to survive the longest. Okay. And if they survive out in the wilderness for the longest period without impacting their health to a super dangerous level and all of that, then they win the prize money of this show. And so they're incentivized. So the survivalists are out there in the wilderness by themselves. And at first in the beginning of the show, they find shelter, they find water, they find food, they find some way to help improve their survival chances and that's really what they're working for is trying to make themselves a comfortable stay so they'll increase their chances of winning the show so they spend a lot of time focusing on that and finding what they need and sources and ways to hunt and fish and things like that because again they're out in this wilderness with very little supplies i'm not really sure how many supplies they get but i think it's maybe a half a dozen Correct me if I'm wrong if you watch this show, but they receive very few supplies. And so they really need to find ways to utilize the supplies that they've been given and the elements of the wilderness to be able to create a comfortable stay. And it's really fascinating because while in the beginning they're really focused on finding all of the things they need for their immediate needs. Once they've gotten those squared away and taken care of, many of them really run into challenges and struggles with being alone with their own minds, right? Where they're just really having to spend time with themselves and with the relationships with themselves. And they're really learning how to be in a place where there are no other people because they are utterly alone. And in the beginning of the show, they're given a way out of the scenarios. For example, if something dangerous happens, like maybe they come across a wild animal and they get injured, or maybe they receive some sort of injury or they get really ill or something happens to them where it becomes very challenging for them to stay out in the wilderness, they can do what is called tapping out. And it's this button they're given that if they push it, then the emergency personnel will come out and they'll rescue them from the scenario or just remove them from the situation. So they go out there and they take them out, but they don't take this choice very lightly because once they've tapped out, 
then they're done. They're finished. They can't continue to compete. So they don't take this choice very lightly. But what I found that's so fascinating about this show is not so much them being without food or without a proper water supply or whatever. What's really challenging for these people is the loneliness they experience. Them experiencing how much they miss their family and their loved ones and their significant others and just the people in their lives and how they just really miss that. They miss having conversations. They miss connecting with other humans, right? And I think it really speaks volumes about how important this is for us as human beings to have that connection, to be connected to other people and to be around them. And that it's just an innate desire. When you think about babies and when they're born and they have been within the womb of their mothers and so many babies, at least in my experience, all my babies, all they wanted to be is held and snuggled and close to me, right? They even have like swaddles and things that they make that connect, keep the baby close to their mother because it's just such an innate desire for these babies to constantly be close to their mothers. They don't like to be left alone. And so it is something that we learn very early on that we want to stay connected and we want to be with people and that not being connected can be very uncomfortable and undesirable. And so us as humans have a desire to feel the void of loneliness and that feeling alone is just not emotion that sets very well with most of us. So you find when people are in relationships that go bad, or if they go through divorces, you'll find that these people who have been married for a significant amount of time or have been in a relationship for a significant amount of time, a lot of times they don't spend a lot of time single. They don't spend a lot of time by themselves because it's so uncomfortable and there's this innate desire to be connected with someone. So people get remarried rather quickly or jump into a new relationship, maybe or quicker than they should because of this uncomfortable feeling of feeling alone. And so I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important to understand why loneliness can feel so uncomfortable for most of us and why we try to avoid it. All right. So we know in general that people don't really feel comfortable with being lonely, right? Just in general. And this is just people from day to day going through their lives, right? That haven't really experienced a traumatic event like we have, where we have experienced loss due to suicide. And when you have lost someone in such a significant way, like suicide loss, there is a sense of loneliness that can accompany going through an experience like that. And I want to talk about the most common ones. The first one is that the person you lost is obviously no longer with you, right? So you might feel since this person is no longer here or in your life anymore, there's going to be this void of not having this person, right? And we all know that 
people are irreplaceable, right, in our lives. So we may feel very extremely lonely because we know after we have lost a loved one that that person is irreplaceable, that we're never going to be able to find someone quite like that person in our lives, right? So whether that's your spouse, whether that's a parent, whether that's a child, whether that's a sibling, whether that's a good friend, maybe a significant other, maybe an aunt, maybe a cousin, it doesn't really matter, right? It's just we know that because this person is no longer in our lives, it can feel lonely because this person is not replaceable. And even if we have different relationships, we're not going to, it's not going to feel the same. And that can feel very lonely. So that's the first reason why people who have lost loved ones um, due to suicide can feel lonely. The second reason is because grief can feel like such an isolating experience, right? It can feel very lonely, right? The journey can feel extremely lonely, right? Because we are in pain. We are experiencing pain. And while we're experiencing this pain, it will appear to us that the world just tends to keep going on like everybody else is carrying on like normal, right? It's just business as usual. Our coworkers' lives are still the same. Our friends' circles, their lives are the same. Their problems are the same. The things they're dealing with are the same. Yet when we have experienced such a profound loss, like a loss due to suicide, to someone that we care so deeply about, it can feel so lonely because it is challenging for other people to relate to that, right? Like they don't know. They haven't experienced it themselves, so they don't know, right? And it can feel like such a lonely isolating experience to deal with that grief and to deal with losing someone we care for and love deeply in that way. And it's a painful experience, right? All right. The third reason why it can feel so lonely is because sometimes our relationships will change, right? I've talked about this before in and a podcast prior. I'm not quite sure which one, but yeah, our relationships change, right? Sometimes our friends and our family and like the way that they treat us seems to be different, right? Have you ever noticed that where your friends, they don't know what to say and they don't know what to do. So they just treat you differently. And you're like, why are they treating me differently? I'm still the same person. I'm still the same me. And I just want to be cared for and loved for. And they're just treating me weird. Have you experienced that? I know I know, I did when I was going through it. And that can feel isolating and lonely, right? When we're feeling like our friends and family are different and they're changing and like the things that the two of you used to care about aren't the same anymore, right? Like maybe your sister's big concerns at the time probably felt like big concerns to you as well. But now that you've experienced this loss, it's not like that anymore, right? It's not a big deal. It's not something that you're really concerned with because you just went through a traumatic experience and it shook you up a little, right? 
And so that can feel very isolating and lonely. Okay. Now the fourth reason, one of the fourth most common reasons I feel like that people feel lonely, survivors, especially of loss, is that your perspectives have changed, right? Have you noticed that where you just think things differently now? You think about your situations, your your scenarios, your jobs, your relationships, the things that you care about or the things that you cared about then you don't care so much about anymore or the things you didn't care so much about then you care a lot more for now, right? Because your perspective has changed. You look at things a lot differently now that you've gone through such a profound excruciatingly painful loss. And I think it's important to recognize that your perspectives have changed, right? And it's okay that your perspective has changed, but also to realize that people are not going to understand it. And that's okay too. All right. So these are the four most common reasons. I feel like people that have gone through loss due to suicide feel lonely. And, and let's just be frank. Grief is just can be a lonely experience in of itself. Even if you've lost a loved one to cancer or have lost someone due to, to an accident or something like that. But when you're dealing with suicide loss, because there is that suicide element to it, it's definitely a lonely experience for a lot of survivors. I know that was something that I felt that was very poignant in my grief experience is how lonely the journey felt. Okay. So now that we've discussed the most common, now there's other reasons why loneliness comes up for survivors of suicide loss, but those are the four most common that I find. Um, I want to talk about a couple of the myths of loneliness and where we think loneliness comes from, okay? The first one is so many of us believe that loneliness comes from our circumstance, from the situation that we find ourselves in. Have you ever felt like that? You're just like, my loved one would have never died. I wouldn't feel so lonely, okay? Or if people would just understand me more, I wouldn't feel so lonely. Or if my job would just leave me alone, right? About this situation, right? Maybe you feel like no one understands you. Have you ever felt that nobody's understanding you because you just have gone through this and they just don't get it and you just feel so alone? right? Here's the truth. Okay. And I think this is important. In fact, it is so important. I think you should write this down because I'm telling you, it's a game changer. If you learn this truth and believe it, and that is okay. That loneliness doesn't come from our circumstance. It comes from how we think about our circumstance. You got it? Loneliness doesn't come 
from our circumstance. It comes from how we think about it. Okay. Loneliness is an inside job, just like happiness, just like peace. We believe those that's an inside job. So is loneliness. Okay. Because if we're feeling lonely, it's because of how we're thinking about the situation. How do I know this is true? Let me give you an example. I have seen where a woman is married to a man and she feels very lonely being married to this man because this man doesn't talk to her enough, doesn't speak to her enough, doesn't share enough, doesn't connect enough, doesn't all of these things, right? And it's because of how she's thinking about this man. It's not the man. It's how she's thinking about it. Why do I know this is true? Because she ultimately divorces this man and she marries a different man who has all of the things that she, that her other man didn't have, yet she still feels lonely because of something else, because of his relationship with his mother, or because he has a lot of other good relationships too, or because he's spending a lot of time at work or whatever. Okay. She's finding all these other reasons to feel lonely. Okay. Now she ultimately decided how she wanted to feel about her man based on how she's thinking about him, not the other way around. It's not about what he was doing or not doing. It was based on her thinking. And here's the great thing. This is excellent news because once you understand that your emotions come from how you're thinking about a situation or a circumstance, that is where you're powerful. That is where you get to be empowered in your relationships, where you get to be empowered in your situations and your circumstances. Have you ever noticed how somebody will get through a really horrible situation and they seem to rise above and to come out on top and have an incredible and amazing experience in life? Whereas somebody else could go through the exact same situation and scenario and have the complete opposite outcome. And it's because of the way that they're thinking about their circumstance. It's the way they're thinking about their situation. Okay. So truth bomb, right? Loneliness doesn't come from our circumstance. It comes from how we think about it. Okay. Now, the second myth, I believe, has to be discussed because I feel like this comes up so often is loneliness is not a characteristic, okay? There's so many of us that I hear say, I'm just a lonely person. I'm just always lonely. I'm an introvert. I'm a loner. Have you ever heard that where you just make it a descriptive word of you and how you are? We have to be so careful about making an emotion a descriptive quality of ourselves. 
right? It's not a characteristic. When we start to phrase that this is just how we are, right? That we're making it part of our character, that it is just this flaw that we have. It is the most disempowering self-talk we can do to ourselves. It's so disempowering because when we're just saying this is just how we are, or this is just who we are, this eliminates any opportunity for us to make any changes or to do something about it. When we're saying this is just who I am, this is just what I am. I'm a lonely person. I'm an introvert. I, I'm a loner. Just a lone person by myself being lonely as I am, right? When we're doing and saying things like that to ourselves, it can be very challenging for our minds to think differently about it. So be very careful about making it as a part of your character description, your personality description, okay? Because it can be so disempowering. So my advice for you today, my friends, is to understand those two truths, right? That your loneliness doesn't come from your circumstances and that you, loneliness is not a characteristic, right? Loneliness is not a characteristic. That loneliness is just an emotion. It's an emotion that we feel, right? And loneliness doesn't necessarily have to always be a bad thing. Sometimes feeling lonely is a good thing because loneliness can be a motivator for us. It can, when we're in some sort of pain, it's a motivating thing for us to experience it because it helps to pull us out of our situation, right? So we're not experiencing and feeling those negative emotions that we don't want to feel, okay? But also, I think it's equally important to experience it, to allow it to be an emotion that we're willing to experience in our lives. Because some of the greatest growth that we can experience uh, in our lives comes from experiencing a negative emotion. And one of those negative emotions is loneliness. Okay, friends, that's all I have for you today. Happy New Year. So glad you're listening and that you're sharing my podcast. It's just growing and growing with each passing month. And I feel so thankful and grateful. If you liked this podcast, please share it with others so that I can continue to grow my podcast. And I thank you again for listening. Until next time, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.